0: Well, welcome to the Free Mind podcast. Well, we got a unique one here today. We're going uh, to attempt to do and get this out. I'm taking a little detour from our normal content, but uh you know, bear with us. Bear with us saints. Um Hopefully <laughs> I don't I don't know what we hope to gain out of this outside of just acknowledging some of the crazy times we're living through and it's trying surreal. to trying to think through it clearly and, and figure out okay, what is
1: what's happening? What is
0: happening, right?
1: what is really going
0: on what is really going on and so you know we did an episode i don't know if you remember this one i think it was last year with the uh conspiracy theories and just we t- we talked to this interviewed this guy that had written a book yeah, on conspiracy I do theories that. and i thought it was so helpful because you know living living post uh 2016 2020 pandemic all that kind of stuff um you know it's somebody wrote this meme the other day and they said you know nowadays a conspiracy theory is basically a spoiler alert
1: <laughs> right
0: <laughs> and so it's like you know it, yeah. it, it's it's true like it's... but when you're living in that kind of scenario you can, it can be tempting to buy into everything that comes true. along right you like how do you, how do you how do you balance being open to the fact that there are many of these things that are happening behind the scenes right now that are coming to light, mm-hmm. and that for the first time, like all these things that have been going on for years, um, we're starting to see through it and see the, through the plans, but without becoming a conspiratorial thinker. Sure, like we're everything because you know you can get to like yes, it's like Inception, it's right? He, yeah. it, the whole movie was a dream. It was a dream within a dream you don't within a dream. Be
1: that person, that's yeah.
0: And you know, back in the day. Like some, some people, I, I, even Christian apologists that I've read their stuff, you know, years ago that were, were arguing against just the kind of thinking that goes into conspiracy theories. They were basically saying you should never, by default, you should be skeptical of all conspiracy theories because... They're really. It's it's always hard to keep things under wraps. They tend to come out that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So if it's true, it really it'll come you know it'll okay. come to light. Da da da. Now they they had a, a litany of reasons, and I, and the people I respect, and and I and I hear them. I think fast forward to the place now where Jeez. they literally have become like spoiler alerts and we've seen that whereas 10 years ago we we probably would agree that in most cases conspiracy theories are false now it's like a grab bag because right. it's like it, it doesn't seem like most of them are false in fact it seems like Right now, this current place we're living in, it's kind of the opposite shoe, right? Most of the news we see is false. Most of the, you know, the 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 things put out by the, the supposedly trustworthy institutions from WHO to CDC Indeed. to, you know, Indeed. NBC to Fox to right. even like our, you know, evangelical elite thinkers, you know, all that stuff has these past few years has just been crumbling before yeah. our eyes. So when that's going on, it's hard, is what I'm saying. Yep. It's hard to know what to do in this situation. And so that's why I hesitate to even um, recommend certain sources that I'll look at to people because yeah. it can take you, know, you to some right. weird places. Yeah. Like, There's no guardrails on some of these, like bitshoot.com, you know, where you go, can kind of go watch certain videos about what's really going on or some of the rumble stations, this kind of thing. But now we have to we have to look to the citizen journalists because we know we can't trust the the other yeah, journalists. journalists. So, having said all that, just just you know know that we're not, we're not trying to make people into conspiratorial thinkers, but at the same time we know conspiracies have always happened throughout human history. From time to time, we should have kind of a guard up against making connections that aren't really there, but at the same time. We have to press through being called conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. these days Mm -hmm. by the mainstream outlets because they often have something to hide. That being said, (laughs) we're going to try to (laughs) try to take on a little bit of this whole Tucker interviewing Larry Sinclair thing about is Obama gay?
1: Here we are.
0: Here we are. Um,
1: We're really having this kind of conversation. Having this kind of conversation. 2023. Is a former president gay?
0: Right. And, and has he been hiding it all these years? You yeah. Know? What 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 really is the truth? So, I want to say, what was it? Twenty? It might have been like, I don't know, five, four or five years ago when I first heard something about this. But I do remember when someone told me, I laughed like I was like, "This is yeah, that's ridiculous." You're
1: like, that's some stuff.
0: That's far out. Like yeah. I, it, it didn't strike me as no. even plausible, right? Mm-hmm. Because like typically like. Not always, but a lot of times with stuff, you know, with this topic, you can see mannerisms or something like clues. It'll be it just that was never on my radar with him.
1: Right. You know, you would hear um, things about people going both ways. Yeah. But you never thought of it. But then when someone said that about a particular person, you're like, really? Wow. Yeah. And then you moved on. They left it alone. But exactly. this, This here is. So you, I heard yeah. that
0: and then you heard even crazier stranger rumors about his wife being a man. Right. And I thought now that's really stupid like th- this don't. is just really yeah. really stupid. Yeah, so yeah. that was my that was my default position. And let's let's say after all this, you know, we're I'm just going to hit some highlights of stuff I did learn over time that that made me think okay, it I don't know where to go on this, but it's, still, but it's not as crazy as I initially thought, and here's why. Now, even if you think, no, it's still, it's still pretty far-fetched, and Obama's presidency was, like he says, scandal-free, that he's this family man. Even if you hold—like, let's just imagine you laying there for a second. Let's hold that as our yeah. hypothetical starting point. Yeah. What, I, what I saw about him when I was listening to his campaigns— I think, yeah, we were married at the time. Yes, we were. And I remember telling you, like, I, I went and listened to a couple of his speeches, he and did. I see why he's moving people, but I was like, this is a dangerous you dude. You did
1: tell me that. You did.
0: I was like, this his ideology is... For sure. Like, extremely anti-biblical. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't know how bad it was, because a lot of these things he was he was hiding until later on. Now, fast forward... A few years, I, I caught a. Uh, this is before I knew really much about bakum but I caught a message from him where he was talking about Obama, and he had made the prediction before he got elected. If he gets elected, yes. race relations will be worse. And the person was like, "Well, why, why is that the case?" He said, "Because he's been. Well, first of all, because of what he's saying, but also he's been under he's been an understudy to Jeremiah Wright." For 20 years. Jeremiah Wright, who is a classical Marxist and a neo-Marxist. So he held to like the old school economic version. I want you to talk about that in a a little bit here. But he's a, a big pastor in Chicago who held to the, you know, the typical system binary that Karl Marx himself did between the bourgeois and the proletariat um but he also applied it to race that was the neo marxist side now did, did you ever go to his church in I chicago did. I oh you it actually weekend. visited yeah okay
1: and it you know that particular week this was years and years and years ago i remember being there i was young but i was like wow is it black history month that's <laughs> kind of cool but it wasn't it was just a very um social justice before social justice was social justice kind of service right um the people were dressed in i think african garb and he was very passionately preaching yeah. about the state of affairs in a black community which i didn't think much of but right. even back way back then which you know not saying that that's a bad thing i just remember yeah, yeah. feeling like wow this is unique. Was, it was a different experience for it was a church. different experience for sure and
0: probably i mean i haven't listened to many i've heard some of his messages like in retrospect like later on yeah and I saw, oh, yeah, he's clearly teaching black liberation theology. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the black community, but it's yeah. from a Marxist okay. presupposition starting point. But that would have been interesting. I'd love to hear
1: oh, yeah, that particular
0: message when you were there back yeah, in the day. For sure. And we have friends like that. I think that have either have family members go to his church, maybe even currently. Or, yeah, you I've know, got I've my, a dear
1: friend of mine's brother <clears throat> is on staff. There. Oh, really? i won't say oh, the name, but yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. So we may, maybe we have an investigatory angle we can yeah. uh <laughs> I, we'll I don't want to get too close yeah. cuz uh, you you'll see people to get, <laughs> Listen, get too close to the We'll this explain issue, a little bit later have, on in um, this episode. yeah, have some problems. So um but yeah, that was that was the starting point and so you could see his ideology um come through initially. You know, he at first he he kind of played toward the more the classical liberal mindset. But before long, he he gave into the kind of kind of unveiled his full on yeah. progressive colors, and then you realize, oh, this isn't a new switch. He's been under Jeremiah Wright for years, and a, and a Gosh, student of yeah. Saul Alinsky, so and 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 it came out later too. had very unique ties with communist thinkers and some weird Muslim, you know, Brotherhood mm-hmm. type stuff. Just it, it, allegedly, I'll say allegedly.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um, in those cases. Um, But some very unique uh, connections with very anti-American ideologies with people, very close connections. So I think what, what was a unique feature that came out in his presidency was where he started off being very much pro-family. Like, yeah. you know, it, there's quotes of him, I think early on in his campaign, maybe even in his presidency, where he said every child deserves to have a, a mom and a dad in the home to full-on LGBTQ advocacy, lighten up the White House. Sure. When Obergefell, you know, happened, the, the ruling yeah. there. Um, not only that, but, but advocating in a str- with a strong arm around the world.
1: You're right. Yeah, kind of And like, we know people who have said that he has sent um, representatives to— different parts of the world yeah. to speak with world leaders. To... Where they didn't
0: want it. Like specifically right. this was an island where they were like, we don't want that ideology. Yeah. And he sent people to kind of strong arm, yeah. present it, you mm-hmm. know, get this thing moving in that direction and, sure. and kind of propagandize the people there.
1: What you know, the allegations make sense yeah. if you consider the flow of things and what he what what he pushed in office the laws he had changed and you just begin to see men and makeup all over the place. And, you know, after all that.
0: Right. So, and it kind of, it, yeah, it just kind of like, I think, I think from my part when that all that was going on, I was just, I was under the impression that he was, you know, yeah, he's just a family guy, true, but Even he's everybody. really a progressive. Like he's just a okay. progressive ideolo- ideologically and so this works to the woke ideology. Okay. You have to, if you're going to do the race thing, you have to do the, yes, the, the, all the other, all the isms, other you know, alongside. So that's freedoms, where yeah. I thought that his passion was coming from, Yeah, but, but it got a little bit to be more passion than maybe, yeah, with, maybe with, your with typical the progressive
1: or the, um, the bathrooms. Yeah. Well, that's when I began to think like, why? Why would you make things dangerous for young girls and yeah. pushing for schools to have if if a student had the free, you know, identified as right. another sex, just be, give them the right to use the whatever bathroom they choose. That got really, yeah. really interesting to me. Like for sure. What, who's pushing that and why. Okay. For
0: sure. So even, you know, even so much so that if you can see this here if you're watching, this may be one, one that you want to watch too. Uh I don't sure. think we'll be able yeah. to put it on YouTube, but we'll we'll put it on Rumble. We might get dinged on YouTube. But this uh Newsweek magazine that came out back in the day that that uh where they put his face on it and he had a rainbow halo and it called him the first gay president. Mm. Okay. Now, they didn't actually mean at least, as far as we can tell, unless they were kind of doing okay. like a wink, wink thing behind the scenes, but on the surface, it was meant to say like he was, you know, he gets the honorary title. He was because he was doing so much to further the gay agenda, but they definitely saw him, uh, at the very least, as is pushing the the dial for like massively forward for the LGBTQ
1: yeah.
0: ideology, and we just we did see that we're living the fruit of that now. And the Biden administration, which some argue is really just the Obama third term running in front of the basement, is continuing that, like pushing that, you know, every yeah. day, like to the point of like even being politically unpopular to the majority, it's still the pushing top. hard. Yeah. And so it's very it is it is very interesting. So enter into this. I can't remember when we first came across this, but we, we were randomly watching this movie. I think it was just maybe 2020, 2021 called the trump card <laughs> kind of a an obscure movie put uh, made by dinesh d'souza i do remember and i you know we just said you know i want to check it out we checked out a couple of his movies in the past and they were interesting and so threw it on and he was interviewing this guy and his name is larry sinclair and so i and actually i could i can pull up just a little bit of this here just play a part of it here. larry sinclair what do you do for a living, Mr. Sinclair? Currently, I run a nonprofit in Cocoa building affordable housing. Now, in 2008, when Obama announced his candidacy for president, you made some explosive allegations about him
1: that dated back to some events that occurred in 1999. Is that the year that you met Barack Obama? It is. Where did you meet him?
0: Outside of a bar in Chicago.
1: What were you doing?
0: So I won't play the whole interview here, but. Um... It was, it was on that movie and, um, that was, that was kind of like the first thing that made me go, hmm, but you might've already been like, hmm, because he was pushing so hard.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, but I still, you know, that, that, that's where I want to start this episode is I saw this pop up on Twitter, Tucker interviewing Sinclair. And I was like, "Now what is happening?" Because I remembered this guy. I thought he was. I thought he was dead. Honestly, I didn't know he right. was still alive. There was rumors going around that he had been like involved in a hit and run car accident, and he was dead. And I thought the him, <laughs> to be honest. Listen. But um, so got him. so I was like, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking like so many thoughts are running through my head because, you know. You're like, what is Tucker doing? Because right. this seems like a stretch, and I and I'll say like, like this doesn't seem like it would help him at all with his credibility. Like, I think he's been like, so so. There's different thoughts on Tucker right now. You got the deep state theory that he's deep state, all that kind of stuff, and in part, like you know, 20% of me sometimes is like, maybe that's so. The 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 main part of me sees what at least what's on the surface is it looks like. He was willing to sacrifice a lot to tell the truth, got booted off of Fox. You know, I know the stuff he was talking about January 6th was true because we, you know, we studied that stuff in detail. We were there. We Mm -hmm. looked into it, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And and he was right on point with that. Um, And and since then, like the past, like I I could honestly say the past eight months, almost everything that I've seen that he's done has been on point. I don't know about the Andrew Tate interview because I'm not a fan of his and I don't know what they talked about. I didn't watch that interview. Um, but for the most part, I could say everything he's been doing, I'm, I'm, I've been on board with, and I think he's like doing interviews that no, none of the fake journalists will do. But when he decided to interview him, I was like, okay, this is weird. And I'm going to get back to why the different theories, why people think he's interviewing. Okay.
1: What is, but just what is that, he that doing?
0: initially, that initially hit me was like, okay, why is he? Dredging this, this back yeah. up, and I can't believe this dude is dude is still alive. So I watched the interview. Um, we you watched the interview mm-hmm. now just on first gut response listening to him back in the Dinesh, One thing I noticed was that same story. You know, nothing nothing had changed. Um, pretty much the same thing he told then, and the same thing if you look back on his original statements like 2007 2008 same story but what was your initial gut reaction as you watched this time
1: uh i was thinking what is i i was just in shock that it's on tucker that it's being talked about that it's brought up the the shock for me overrode just what do i think (laughs) is do i believe him or not i was just like how and why is this on news but um I guess you want to know if I believe him. Not not, not necessarily, necessarily. You believe
0: what, what did I was it, just in
1: shock that we are having that this is
0: This is the topic, This is right? the topic is like on Tucker right now of people and people are gonna watch this on, on Twitter the, And X. I had
1: already watched it. Millions right. had already watched it by that point and
0: Now I, was you, did you so let's just say this. Did you feel did did it seem credible to you? Did I, it felt seem like, sick.
1: <laughs> I felt like
0: But why? Sick I wanted. For I what? felt
1: like because you, you, a. If true, this entire administration has been lying and pretending to be something it's not. Yeah. And just, just to lying to the world and is comfortable doing so. Yeah. Portraying something, an image, and then a total opposite. Um, lifestyle is, is it, true and then
0: is it true is it true and then this is gross like it's even awful. him recounting the story so. it was
1: dark detail and I, there was just a pit in my yeah. stomach
0: and to to basically summarize the story yeah. he this guy you know so so he admittedly has a troubled past now this is one of the reasons why i thought it was super risky if not foolish for tucker to interview him
1: yeah because
0: of and give weird. him that platform because he's easily um, dismissed okay, as discredit. as a is like not credible, which would, you know, of course, make Tucker look like a tabloid um, writer, you know, like a like some guy, w- which they already try to portray him as some crank, wild guy that couldn't even keep his job at Fox. Okay, so why interview this guy? That and Tucker knows this he he you know there was an eight year six year period, I guess in the eighties where he was in and out of jail for fraud schemes, um fraudulent credit card activity, um cashing in other people's checks okay. um you know certain dishonest activities, drug use, drug trafficking, all kind of wild stuff and um you know so so it's like that kind of character is gonna be easily dismissed right. by anybody that doesn't already believe right but i saying. feel
1: like even in court they don't bring up certain past uh incidences they just want to know is yeah. this true no 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 for <laughs> sure is this occur- there this there
0: is that there are laws about that yeah what you but can then bring again the there past. is a
1: track record there are eyewitnesses <clears throat> that say is this does this represent the character that's being produced, yes so. and
0: that that is like when yeah when you have witnesses on the stand you yes. can come like like the uh Opposing side will come up and try to show are yep. they a credible witness? Yes, and, and so that's what this you yeah. can
1: have committed mm-hmm. A, B, C crime and not have committed D. Sure. So just because he has a troubled past does not mean he's not automatically, automatically lying. But, but it does. But what tricky. it does yeah. is
0: it, it 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 works against his True. credibility. True So it says, well, we can't. We just. We can't put too much stock in what this guy's Absolutely. saying, okay? Because yeah. he has a he has a history of deceiving, is what. Yeah. And what I'm saying is like, for for Tucker to put him on his platform like that, it's risky.
1: Yeah. And see, I didn't know all of that when I watched the interview. I watched and I was like, Yeah. Ugh. What is right. going on? This is major news. This, yes. Because yes. Tucker has more viewers now than he had right. at Fox, and so you're like, Who's watching this? What do they think? What's going on? And is this true? What is happening? It felt surreal. Yeah. It felt like we were in the middle of a TV movie sitcom. Whoa. Yeah, man. That kind of thing. Yeah, like
0: it's bizarre. It's clown world for sure. Okay.
1: If you want to grow in your confidence and knowing what you believe and why you believe it, if you want to ground your faith in biblical Christianity and step into who God has called you to be, I want to tell you about a great program put on by Impact 360, and it's called Propel. Propel is a one week transformational leadership and discipleship experience where high school students gather together to be grounded in a biblical worldview as they learn how to follow Jesus, have a godly influence, learn how to disciple their peers, and boldly live out their faith in their daily lives. So they're having two sessions this summer. The first one is June 19th through the 25th, and the second one is June 26th through July 2nd. These programs fill up really quickly, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So we'll put the link below if you're interested in looking into it. And we'll see you this summer.
0: Now, so I, I did get on there earlier today and I did some more research just trying to figure out, like, what can, you know, what can I find out about? What was, what's the back and forth on this? And I found that actually, so he wrote a book about it. I think it came about out. About the experience. The whole experience. And, I, and I'll actually. Pull it up here. I got it on Kindle today <laughs> for free. It's like on Kindle Unlimited for free. So it's called Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, cocaine, sex, lies, and murder, question mark. Hmm. Um, now, and I actually read through most of it. I did a quick, quick read through today. And let me, let me go ahead and give these guys to the quick story here of what basically, according to Sinclair, went down. So he's in the, you know, he's coming out of this troubled past 1999, I guess he goes to visit a friend who's graduating, I think, from some naval academy or something. He just So he goes up to Chicago from – I can't remember where he was living at the time. He bounced around from different places, Florida, Colorado, these kinds of things. So he goes up to uh, Chicago. And his friend one night, though, while he's there, can't go out. So he had been hiring this limo company who also has an interesting owner. And like when you look into that limo company, very interesting stuff connected with it. But he tells the limo guy, kind of wink, wink, I want to go party tonight in Chicago. Um, Can somebody show me around town? And I think you know what I mean kind of deal, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Larry Sinclair, he's a a self-professed homosexual. He says ever since he was a kid. He's just full on been in that been in that way and kind of went nuts in that lifestyle and was living crazy, drugs, sex, that whole thing. Okay. So he said the guy understood him, so he sets him up to meet up with, according to Sinclair, Barack Obama, pulls up. This is 1999, and apparently he was a a little known state senator at the time. Like people didn't, he wasn't like a federal senator, like in the you know he was state senator, which oftentimes you people don't know. Who those guys are mm-hmm. so he had no idea who this guy was uh <clears throat> they go and, and he basically tells obama supposedly that he wants to get some cr- some cocaine and so he's like "Oh, i know where to get some they go and they buy it they do some in the limo they have oral stuff <laughs> so you know by the way it probably isn't a kid-friendly episode just fyi's you know i want to not have um so yeah uh apparently larry uh, Larry Sinclair performs this on Barack Obama while he's smoking crack. The next day he's Sinclair's staying at the Comfort Inn. Obama shows up to his room once a round two of the same thing. Okay. That was the extent of what they did. Um so fast forward, he he has no idea. You know, he went all with his life. He would have, I guess he had these these encounters for Larry Sinclair weren't necessarily but he said he always remembered a, you these, know, a you face. know, he yeah, encounters faces. very in very detail. So he sees him, I guess, I think two thousand four or something, like on the, as a senator, like now, like a major national senator on TV or something, Democratic national convention. It was around then, or it was something around 2007, he sees that he's getting ready to run for president, and there was some kind of thing that where they were saying he hadn't used drugs since high school. And for some reason, that really set, supposedly set Larry Sinclair off Is like, no, he needs to come clean about his drug use and this and that. <laughs> uh, the, the things that. people pick. That's interesting. You know? Okay. So he, you know, he calls Obama's campaign, and he's telling him like, hey, uh, he needs to come clean. I know for a fact this and that. And I guess in that he had mentioned this encounter. So then he starts getting these calls, supposedly, from this guy named Donald Young. Ah, okay, yeah, he said that. And so Donald Young is the the worship leader or song leader at Jeremiah Wright's church. And also, now I think this is known possibly that he was a homosexual, Donald Young. So Young's calling him. And he's telling him basically, you know, hey, um, I I need to find out, you know, just what happened, all this stuff. They have like four or five uh, phone calls, conversations. And then eventually Larry Sinclair says basically Donald Young is kind of like warning him. And and he finds out Young is working for the Obama campaign, trying to kind of tidy up some loose ends, this kind of thing. Um, but then, it, then all of a sudden Donald Young is murdered <laughs> and, um, this is all public too, like shot, um, in his apartment, no forced entry was found. They never found the perpetrator. Um, and his, and according to Larry Sinclair, Donald Young's mom, who he later was talking with all his family, like was Saying with certainty that it was this was to save Barack Obama's res, uh, reputation, because according to Sinclair, uh, he was involved with Young. Ob- Obama and Young were, you know, involved for for many years in that kind of way. So um, Sinclair goes back and has all these interactions with the cops, this kind of thing. So basically, they 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 talk through this on the Tucker interview. That whole that whole deal the pushback of course is man we we knew this guy was a fraud back in the day why are you bringing this up mm-hmm. plus supposedly he failed a lie detector test um so those those the detractors are kind of saying those those two things like mm-hmm. this is you know unbelievable um and then the but the people that are saying no this has some legitimacy to it are saying you know he he actually he he signed sworn affidavits he's only really suffered by bringing this out. Like there's no, he hasn't gained anything from this. There's no, there's no record of any of much financial gain through this. If anything, he said on the interview and, and Tucker said that he's been impoverished through it. You know, um, Obama was a, basically a superstar in our, in our culture, in our nation. So he was um, only, only really getting, you know, cast as a villain. Mm-hmm. By, by doing this and maintaining the same story in the face, sometimes of great pressure to do otherwise. So that was kind of the other side. Now, having read the book, I'll say this. Yeah. Like there's much more to the lie detector test. He has he has a whole chapter on that. And and there's very interesting circumstances around that if he's telling so the truth. So they're
1: saying he passed it or failed.
0: <clears throat> well, they said there was the, – the guy that gave it just said there, said there was deception involved. But he didn't say – with what um, specific topic, okay. this and that. Now the guy involved, according to Sinclair's book, and he said he he showed documents of another guy that was supposed to cross examine. They were supposed to have two blind, and the and the guy that was supposed to give the blind witness um, said no, they he never sent it to me. And then when he sent it to him after the fact, he he disagreed with some of the guy. On some of the pertinent information, okay. So the, the, there's there's a lot of back and forth on that. The guy that gave the test, supposedly according to Sinclair and, and others who have agreed with him on this, was was not a doctor. He claimed to be a PhD and he wasn't. And it was okay. there was a connection to the Obama campaign, supposedly, um, that that paid for this guy to do it. And it was actually a pornographic website owner that set this thing up. <laughs> really weird stuff, man. Um, so anyways, I, you know, who knows? There's a whole chapter in the book on It's very interesting. Even with his fraud stuff, he was upfront about it. Like he, he always tells it even back in 2007, 2008, he tells about his background. He doesn't try to hide it. So it's kind of a weird, like a weird thing where this guy was, you know, he would do these crimes and then he would plead guilty and he didn't try to deny it. Um, he would not try to hide it later on. Um, but then, but, but, you know, who knows? I, after reading the book, I would say it it's, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem out of bounds to me. Like it seems plausibly credible, but I don't know. Okay. Like I, I would have to leave a question mark on it.
1: Yeah. My, my mind <clears> like wonders, <throat> I don't know the things he's been incarcerated for, but yeah. just imagine if it were some of the things he Went through with Obama, and he sees him on TV running for office, yeah, president of the United States. That that had to, if true, you know yeah. what I mean, had to have done something to his soul and yeah, just man. really some kind of righteous. Anger. For sure,
0: it's a it's a weird, you know. It's and wild. and if you look at him now, like you can see here, like this is uh, I won't play in volume, but you can see like Much no, man, he, he looks whether or uh, not. Way different than he did a few years back in the yeah, Demesh to Susan. It's missing some teeth. You know, he doesn't look like he's uh, been on a good path here. So, uh, you know, definitely a troubled individual. Mm-hmm. I would say that, like, if I was if I was an Obama advocate, I would probably be highly dismissive of yeah. this on its own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, it value, yeah. having read the book, I think there's more to it. Than, than what it looks like on a bullet point list. I think anybody that reads the book with an open mind would not be so dismissive, dismissive. of him.
1: My thing is that the connection with the choir director from the church who, if there's proof yes. that they have spoken and there's contact, you can look up that's cell where, phone records. Yes. And if this guy ends up murdered in his apartment, yeah. that to me is a flag that's worthy of processing. Like, okay, yeah. what what's that about? And if this is all false why was this guy reaching out to him and what it what is the point why why did that happen that's a good question so
0: that that's kind of what i was thinking it was like i think so what i think is is here is ultimately i'd put a question mark on it and say warrants and further warrants further investigation right mm-hmm. uh, especially because he mentioned details those details i think the limo driver uh donald young donald young's mom all that stuff to me gives you leads to at least track this down
1: and so donald young's mom is still alive
0: as far as i know i know he has family that's still alive but i don't know if his mom is still alive or not so this is interesting though because this lady did i I found this out this lady uh
1: now if i was a uh relative of donald young i'd (laughs) i'd move to
0: well kenya that's what he said so in the book he said not kenya um,
1: somewhere else
0: (laughs) in fact you know i could i could try to uh I could try to find that real quick cuz this is this is actually the book that he put in Donald Yuck's death certificate there but I tried to highlight this one paragraph, if I can find it real quick. He said, In several uh, telephone conversations with his sisters, brothers, nieces, and others, I was reassured that the family of Donald Young believed he was murdered to protect Barack Obama. Mm, Okay. It also became clear right from the start, the members of the Young family were truly fearful of speaking out publicly. To this day, they fear for their own personal physical safety. In one conversation with a relative, it was expressed that they are 100% convinced if any of them speaks out publicly on what they believe, they will most certainly be burying another family member at worst or at least visiting that person in jail. This family member expressed fear of retaliation by the Chicago police, the Chicago mayor's office, as well as from the members and officials of Trinity United Church of Christ. Larry, you don't understand how things work here in Chicago, they said. My family was put through hell when we accused the mayor's office and the police of covering up Donald's murder, the family member said. Okay. So um then I looked up – there was this lady that did, that did chase some of those things down. So she wrote this book, which I haven't got the chance to read yet, called Obama and the Murder of Don Young, Sylvia's Last Case, question mark, getting away with murder. I don't know much about this book. It could be, you know, a whole lot of nothing. But this lady, when I, when I looked it up, was also – while, like, shortly after this mysteriously died, died like, it's, there's mystery surrounding her death, apparently. Okay. Um, So um, that would be my thought, though, is like I would I would it would be interesting to see you wish the journalists would have investigated it. Right. So just to show you the difference, this is something Dinesh highlights that I think is true. If I could pull this up, the difference between how the media handled Sinclair's case and how they've handled people that have come out against Trump. Exactly. Find out that the the alleged affair between Donald Trump and adult film star Stormy Daniels. Please welcome Stormy Daniels.
1: Please welcome Stormy Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. 22 million
0: viewers <laughs> tuned in to 60 Minutes Sunday to hear Stormy Daniels' story. I hereby, along with my colleague, Mayor Pro Tem nice. John D'Amico, declare it. Stormy Daniels day in the city of West Hollywood what happened to Larry Sinclair day mm. interestingly enough in the book he goes through in detail what happened when he was talking with news organizations he would be he would have an interview set up an hour before it be
1: canceled. canceled okay
0: so everybody canceled on him as soon as it became public it was like it was like somebody was doing damage control so you know was was he telling the truth? I you know I don't know there's some there's some credibility there but what we can know for sure is we can see how the news works yeah, they now shut it down. Stormy Daniels might even be I don't know I haven't looked into that story enough to know is she hugely credible I know the short blonde haired lady is crazy like she seems off her rocker the one that was accusing Trump of rape and then mm-hmm. on CNN basically said. You know, that uh, if you can rape someone, if you think it's rape or something like that. And Anderson Cooper quickly cut to the commercial because they were like, so they were willing to have like anybody and everybody. But when it came to this guy, it was like a full court press when you when you read what happened to discredit him and to block him off anything. Mm-hmm. Which, again, it's just things that make you go home. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that was that was um, that was sort of the the start, you know, the starting point that, what what I think, kind of gave even even more credibility was stuff I began to look at later on, um, and I'm going to go through a few of those things here. But is there anything you wanted to add to that before I jump into these, babe?
1: You know, I I I think, whew, it will continue to come to light. I think whether he's telling the truth or not, whether Obama has been fronting this whole time, um, I think. Time is a friend. I, I pray that that either A, media will start doing due diligence like they do with Trump and just look into it. I think there's enough there to do some investigating. Yeah. If there's a family in Chicago <clears throat> terrified to speak out, that says something. You know, they could come out and say, y'all, it's not about anything. It's it's this is just he's a mess. Sinclair's lying. Our, our 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 relative Donald was murdered because of something else, right? But there isn't <clears throat> that going on. They're terrified to yeah. speak out, and I think that says something.
0: Yeah, man. And um, but but you know, so here I want to go just a little bit more context. And this was just an interesting thing. So you know, the, the, I came across this. I can't remember the first time, but basically, this this is an not not. A, the same issue it's a distinct issue but talking about michelle <laughs> and but it gave a little Yeesh. more context to it because i was like okay okay i'm starting to see why like why these some of these people that aren't don't I seem crazy i know where you're going yeah um they seem smart in some cases, and they're buying into this. So I don't get it. But this was this was part of the journey okay. of things that I said. So this oh boy. was
1: yeah, you found supposedly it. The, okay. Yeah.
0: So here's here's a couple of things where he kind of slips of the tongue and calls Michelle Michael, at least in one case. The, both of these are supposedly that. I'll say why one might be in, under suspicion. but They said, you've got to ask the president, does anything scare him? You know, uh, well... When my my, uh, my when uh, Michelle's mad, when my my, uh, my when uh, Michelle's mad, uh, I get worried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain look that she can give me that uh, tells me that's your survival instinct. Ta- distinguished guests and men and women of the finest military in the world, and most of all, Admiral Muller, Deborah, Michael, and I, Michael and I. <laughs> Michael and they I repeated it, but also want to acknowledge uh, your son, Jack, who's deployed today. Yeah. So now there's a question about that one because, I mean, at least there's been a response. It, mm-hmm. Some people have said, well, Michael was a third person that he was referring to in those mm-hmm. lists of, you know, this person, that person. Mm-hmm. Michael and I would like to thank you. But it is interesting. The way he read it definitely gave credence to the fact that he was like, these two people— Right. Pause. Michael and I.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyways, sure. so so people have kind of taken that idea um, that he has said, you know, accidentally slipped to the tongue publicly twice, to at least maybe quote, two unquote, or three times and, and said Michael what's really going on. Yeah. Instead of Michelle, who, you know, who mm-hmm. knows if, if it is true? Like the first one definitely seems to me like a, like he was going to say Michael. That's weird. The second one, I just don't know enough to say for sure yeah, that he, was he wasn't talking about a third person, but it sounds like he was saying, <laughs> meant to say Michelle and I. Yeah. I don't know any dude who's called his wife by a man's name. So that, that you know, it's not a slam dunk case, but it's like yeah. things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people have noted... Uh, their kids, there's interesting stuff you can read on that. Like th- there's a if you just go on uh bit, BitChute B I T C H U I sorry B I T C H U T E dot com and type in um Obama gay or you know mm-hmm. Michelle Michael that kind of thing it'll pull up. You can watch it for yourself, you know, make whatever decision you want. Rumble, same thing, you can type it in. You'll see that they'll go through and talk about uh there is these if you're if you're watched right now you can see they'll show these other this other couple that they're good friends with that do look a lot like the kids. Yeah. <laughs> the Nesbitts Nesbits or whatever, especially like look here, Babe. I don't know if you can see that. Okay. Yeah. She definitely looks just like him and mm-hmm. um and then there's a lot of weird things surrounding Obama. Even uh, Michelle even in her book about in vitro fertilization, so people are connecting that to this whole deal. Supposedly, they say there was this person named Michael Levon Robinson back in the day. You can see a picture here. Um, now, all and then they will show pictures sometimes of her dancing, and you know that, that you can you can check that out on your own time. Now, this one I think is a bit more substantial. Um, it was making the rounds last month, and actually many of the mainstream media outlets. But here's a here's one of the articles. And it was by DailyMail.com and it's titled here, Barack Obama's Gay Sex Fantasy Confession is revealed in Unredacted Letter to X. Um and basically in it it says, Here's here's the bullet points. Obama at the time he was twenty-one, he wrote to Alex McNear, it was a girlfriend, in November 1982, with whom he had been in a relationship during his time at Occidental College in Los Angeles. Uh, It said he delved into the topic of homosexuality and confessed that he, quote, loves making love to men daily, but in the imagination, unquote, according to the redacted letter. He described homosexuality as a way to detach from the present and potentially evade the recurring theatrics of earthly existence. Uh, It even says here that um, Obama explored the concept of of an androgynous mindset, expressing his desire for a perspective that encompasses people as a whole, rather than segregating them into gender categories. So it's very, you know, that one's like, okay, what's going on with that? Now this is the thing though, that really- Yes,
1: that right there. This this one is the one that kind
0: of got me. That I'm I'm not gonna lie, it kind of got me. And that was this Joan Rivers interview as she's kind of walking through Yeah, very interesting. I'll play this for you guys. Miss Rivers, how are you? 2014. You made made a ton of news officiating the wedding in New York yesterday. Is this like a a new uh, cottage uh, career move for you? I am so excited. And I should do very well because I don't charge. And do you
1: think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman president? we
0: already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it.
1: You know Michelle Uh, is a trend.
0: I'm sorry, she's a what?
1: A transgender. We
0: all know. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh.
1: It's okay.
0: She does it. Wow. Well, it's very it's n- shit. <laughs> what are you making of that, babe?
1: I mean, I don't think she's mincing words. She's saying it.
0: That is wild. And she's
1: like, not only saying it, she's like, get over it. Right. I'm saying it so matter-of-factly, like, calm down, people. It's all right. He's gay and she's transgender. Who would say that? Like, wh- wh- what? What in the world? So yeah, I, I when I saw that, I said, okay, she has credibility, or does she? You know? I
0: mean, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? And then, so then this happens. Okay, let me, let what's me play this? this. Not that this it, but. Mm-hmm. You know
1: we do have some breaking news at this hour to the fox 5 newsroom legendary entertainer joan rivers has passed away word of her death just moments ago from her daughter joan was rushed to the manhattan-sinai hospital uh, earlier last week after she had stopped breathing during surgery on her throat but rivers went to an outpatient clinic in manhattan bothered by an increasingly raspy throat and stomach reflux the autopsy report concludes that during the exam the oxygen supply to rivers brain dropped eventually leading to the comedian's death. The coroner says doctors at the clinic administered the drug propofol, a common sedative made infamous after its misuse led to Michael Jackson's death. What the medical examiner does not answer is what caused the drop of oxygen mm-hmm. to Rivers' brain. <laughs> death during an exam like this, an endoscopy, is rare. According to the most recent figures, one in 10,000 people die each year from the-
0: So, that's NBC News, uh, USA Today. And I guess how long that happened after she made that statement on that video, two months. Jeez. So you know, of course, you know, speculations are gonna it fly, could be, and could that be and,
1: coincidence,
0: and you know, not making any accusations, but it's very interesting. Like, so that those are things that make you go, hmm. Like, no, what are out. you making that? I don't know no, what to do. About it. So it, I. I I thought about bringing this into this you real if you wanted to really explore the depth of this which I don't even recommend like mm-hmm. necessarily going down that rabbit hole um we've done it a little bit from time to time and it just it kind of it's kind of just gross right. and, and icky down there it's really there. dark um yeah
1: I would say you know people would ask the question who cares for me it points to what the media is portraying and it, is it true yeah If this is all true, then this speaks to all of media and how they have really, really promoted this Mm. image, knowing, and maybe they were in the dark, maybe they don't, but the way that they have um, really shut down Sinclair would, would, to me, discredit completely the media. At yeah. this point, it's like I've already kind of lost faith. But this too would show, okay, what are you really seeing when you're seeing something? When when they're pushing something, when they're yeah. shutting something down, you 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 at this point it's it's that's what I care about. Okay. If yeah. this is true, <clears throat> then it says a lot. Yeah. I pray it's not true, but if it is, it's like okay, this this is what we're dealing with today. Right. And how can you continue watching
0: no for sure and and i think you're exactly right babe like, like i said at the beginning I- even if it turned out to all be mm-hmm. false and it was like Ugh. we still know that obama is a, a globalist deep stater mm-hmm. that really really is anti-american and anti-christian in his principles yeah. that's 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 known for sure yeah what we didn't know is maybe the lengths to which like you said, the the media and the machines would go something to
1: something to almost sigh up or to, you know, he he came on the scene. He was charming, slick. Yeah, I mean, he just blew up. It seemed like overnight. And I just remember flipping the channels and watching Michelle even just be so charming and winning the hearts of so many people and the two of them together. Yeah. I mean, what? whoa you know what i mean what would what would this mean but the death of donald young i'm telling you that says something something there's something there joan rivers it's you know could be coincidence could be coincidence but you know
0: over time um and in one one of the things so so i'm uh, like i mentioned earlier i'm just hitting the kind of the highlights here there there's a lot more to the deception surrounding a lot of the mystery surrounding him okay his birth his history Barry Soweto versus Barack his Obama his mom uh, just a lot of strange fire surrounding this dude not to mention the Pizzagate stuff and that's a whole other thing i i couldn't Ugh. bring that into this episode yeah but that gets wild too there's there's some there's some parts of that that are very plausible and connect into stuff that's even way worse than this Yeah. involving sexual stuff and again alleged some of it's allegedly some allegedly it's like, yeah um um but it's very it's it's out there. People are becoming aware of it. All that said, I'll, you have to just, if you care, explore that on your own. I'm not going to go that deep on on this particular podcast for that stuff. But that brings us to the question of why now? Why Tucker? Right? Yeah. What's going on? Okay. I don't have what time do to address all the theories because okay. we've we probably too long to here. Yeah. But let me give you let me give you a quick. So these are these are the probably. I guess the most surfacey theory would just be like you know Tucker's all about the ratings, yeah. Okay. And he thought you know this will give me numbers. Now I heard that he's not actually getting paid for these interviews on X, so it, it doesn't matter monetarily. But maybe it matters. I don't know for just I don't know. Maybe he's a, a just a glutton for numbers like they think. I don't get that impression from Tucker. Um, just what I'm seeing from him that that's his a big motivating factor for him. But may, maybe. Maybe that would be. I just don't think that's worth the potential risk of the credibility issue surrounding Larry, Larry Sinclair and that particular history. Like, I don't see I don't see Tuck. I don't see the payoff. The The views, honestly, haven't even been as high as a lot of the other interviews he's done. So I'm not sure but that doesn't mean he that didn't think it, didn't would, think be. it yeah. would be for sure. But I'm just saying, like, I, I don't and if
1: he's already doing great. What's another interview that doesn't do great? You know, it's like it's not like he has no. To start I'm just from saying scratch. the credibility thing, though. Okay. Like,
0: I and like with that stuff surrounding him, I, I don't know that that would that be worth him? Just views? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that's one. You know, that's one view. Mm-hmm. He's just you know ratings hungry. I don't find that particular view very plausible. There's kind of then there's like deeper level, um, kind of like behind-the-scenes views. So one of them is that the white hats, quote-unquote, so in in the world of conspiracy language, white hats are the good guys that are working behind the scenes and nobody really knows, um, often thought to be working with Trump in this whole scenario, who knows, but um, they there's a thought that the white hats, the good guys, are behind the scenes working with Elon Musk and Tucker and Trump and Joe Rogan and these guys trying to basically undo the propaganda that's mm. the to wake
1: people
0: the up. people up to the lies that they've been told um through media through the news outlets through all this stuff for the past you know decades including like how they propped up the Ob- obamas but mainly the fact that the One option is they think that they're going to try to put Michelle Obama forth as the presidential candidate for 2024. And so they need to start building this case to basically lower the celebrity status of the Obamas in the people's minds, because really the White Hats, the story goes, knows how corrupt this regime is, but the people don't. So how do we... How do we let the people know eight eight times, what's going yeah. on with the, the real scandals behind the scenes? Well, here's the, the first domino, and there'll be more dominoes Ooh. that'll fall because of this more information that's going to come out, Jeez. eventually showing, I don't know if it'll be the full thing, like, <laughs> it, the, the whole the whole transgender story's true, but at least I think showing that, like, man, these guys really were the bad guys in this story of the past 20 years that we're trying to bring us into this great, great reset working with this globalist agenda. So that's, that's one theory the white hats are doing. this. Now the, the other theory is even kind of more wild and it's that the black hats are actually doing this. And in this case, so some people think Elon Musk and Tucker, they're actually part of the bad deep state and they're pretending. And so on this theory, The black cats are behind the scenes and what they're doing is actually outing Obama to eventually make him a gay hero. And what they want to do with that—that's the reason they've been really pushing this transgender thing too. Potentially, um, some some people think because they eventually will out this whole this whole scenario that we've been talking about mm-hmm. is saying it's actually true and we need to celebrate it. And this is awesome—they've overcome. That's and, crazy though. And these guys need to be—you know, Michelle is a is a hero. And these guys have overcome the, you know, the homophobia. They had to hide it for years, and now they can come out and be themselves, and and they're really going to be these massive uh, celebrities.
1: Now, I wonder if he'll ever address it, Obama, you know, because Trump is quick to address stuff and just attack the person's character. Yeah, I don't know if he has. Yeah,
0: I I heard the other day that he hadn't yet. Okay. um, I know that they they the media discredited Sinclair okay, back in so the day. Maybe so his voice I don't them. know that they feel like they need to do it again. And um I would imagine that this has just got to be the first – I can't imagine that this would be the only thing that Tucker would do. That would be interesting. It seems to me like it is the front end of a series and, of things. And I heard he's gonna interview Obama's brother. That's from right, Africa, I did hear Malik. that too. And I think and Malik I wanted- has put out some stuff in the past saying he kind of believes some of these conspiracy theories. Who knows? I want to hear that. Now that
1: would, you know, you can say what you want about Sinclair. He has a track record, but Obama's brother, that's a whole nother level. I cannot wait for that interview. I want to hear what his aim is. Yeah, that'll be interesting. What is he going to talk about?
0: I don't know what to think yet about these different theories. Um, I think it's interesting. I do. I I have thought for a while that Michelle was going to be the presidential democratic candidate. candidate for 2024. I, I thought initially when I said that a couple of years ago it was okay. kind of a, a reach. And who would be vice president, I wonder. I don't like know. I don't I don't think it matters. But women. I think either way Obama's running things behind the scenes. That's that was that, kind of his goal. He believe. stated that like in in yeah. a mic and so um you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Ooh, this is so, I know this is some crazy. wild stuff and and, and again to to sum up like I think for us, we're just staying like there's a lot of question marks here. There are things that make you go, "Hmm." I wish we could, you know, have honest investigations of these things. I don't know that we ever will, but I think it's something to keep your eye on, and just kind of be aware of what's going on, and just watch it unfold and, and see what happens as we as we kind of move forward toward this. Tw- uh, 2024 election that's Jeez. supposed to take place. So, Crazy. anyways, hopefully, you <laughs> kind of enjoyed this episode and uh, let us know what your thoughts are. If you have any of your own uh, theories, we'll, we'll, we'll love to hear them and we'll uh, talk to you next time on the Free Mind Podcast. Hey.